welcome back to Go To Podcast. This is our week nine preview. I am Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Patrick. Patrick, some good games this week, mate. I think. Yeah, yeah, good slate this week, isn't it? Obviously, probably the marquee game has come down a little notch with the news of uh, Mr. Unvaccinated. I'm sure that we'll talk about <laughs> it a bit, but uh, yeah, but overall, good slate of games. An absolute humdinger as well at 6 p.m. Dolphins Texans, which is highlight of the week. Yeah, but you know it's the the big draft picks on the line, isn't it? So it's uh, yeah, good, really interesting week all round. Yeah, definitely some good games. Uh, the early spread's quite big as well. A, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, let's start on Thursday night football then. Pick all the games against the spread as we always do. Just to recap, actually, last week. Um, uh, we both lost on Monday Night Football, so results remain the same. 68-61 for the season. You're down seven points. Wow. Very, very big week. So, let's kick it off Thursday Night Football. We are recording this Thursday. The game is tonight. We've got Jets at Colts. We've got White versus Wentz in a, in a big derby. Uh, Colts are favoured at home by 10 points. So quite oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, 10 points. And it's been 10, 10 and a half the whole week. So, the money's been pretty steady on both teams for it to stayed the same for a full six days, but they, it has stayed the exact same. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Because the Jets obviously look better than I think the average fan would have thought last week, but I think the Colts has also looked quite good in the last three or four weeks. Yeah, so now obviously this week's the first time where I haven't got the spread in front of me. So, <laughs> so you're kind of reeling off and, and that that shocked me. That, too much. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I really, I, I wouldn't favour the Colts ten points against anyone. I know the Jets are kind of, you know, bottom six in the NFL, but no, I'm not favouring the Colts ten points against anyone. But saying that, I'm not sure whether Mike White's going to repeat his, I don't want to say heroics, but just the level of performance of percentage completions and yardage. You know what I mean? I'd expect a couple yeah. more of the clunking interceptions from him. On a shorter week this week, I mean, tough that for for his second ever start, he's got to come in at basically, yeah, basically no practice against a, you know, I'd say a handy Colts team, probably the best team that sit at three and five in the NFL. But at the end of the day, they are still three and five, and they're not that good, are they? Overall, they were a mess at the end of the game last week. But yeah, it's a tough one that for me, minus. Minus yeah, 10 on the Colts. I'm going to have to listen to you for a minute before I'm ready to make my decision. You're going to need to tell me more about this uh, long bomb PI offence. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. If you want to rely on uh, <laughs> pass interference from underthrown bombs. Because uh, in the last two weeks, they've had, they've had five plays that are over 40 yards. Four of them are PIs. So... Uh, it's pretty much firmly PIs. The other one was a screen pass caught by a running back in uh, Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, the offense hasn't looked great. I think the defense has looked a bit better than it did in the first couple of weeks. I know you were pretty high on the defense in preseason, weren't you? And yeah. It started very good. Like but the last couple of weeks has been better. However, the offense has started to take a bit of a decline last week, especially. Um, so I think it's tough. However, personally, I am going to go Colts minus 10. I'm going to trust the long bomb PIs. <laughs> uh, and I just think I agree with what you said that. I think White's performance was a bit of a maybe fluke, I guess, is the, is the right word. And that I'm not sure he's going to be able to keep that up this week. And I think the Colts defence is going to have a, some soul-destroying picks on White, like, like you said they might. So I'm going to go Colts minus 10 uh, and hope they win. But Thursday night football is not known for, 
for very big wins, but I'm, I'm hoping that changes tonight. No, it's not at all, is it? But uh, probably, yeah, I'm going to have to join you on that. I think I taught myself out of picking the Jets because <laughs> see Mike White kind of regressing back to the, the mean sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I'll take the calls. The points. Cool. I did see you tweet who's staying up. Thursday night to watch Wentz v. White. Did you get any replies? Anyone staying up? Oh, I mean, yeah, I always get replies. These people, there was a couple of non-Jets non and Colts fans staying up. I was like, my God. They're, sure they're not American? No. <laughs> 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 um, cool, let's move over to Sunday then. 6pm slate. Got a nice divisional match to talk about first. So, Browns at Bengals. I don't know if this is, it's not the Sky game. Is it the Sky game? Yes, it is the Sky game, yeah. Yeah, it's the Sky game. So the line here, Bengals are favoured at home by two and a half points. They didn't quite get the full three points that you often see home teams get, but favoured by two and a half. Uh, this shocked a few people. Uh, shout out to Josh, who I shout out every single week. He's a Browns fan. He said he'd be absolutely flawed if the Bengals were favoured, only for two of us to reply within seconds a screenshot of the line, and the Bengals are favoured. Uh, Odell Beckham not training again. I doubt he's going to play. They've excused him from practice two days in a row. So I don't think he's going to play. He, he's probably never going to play for them again, would be my guess. Um, and the Bengals' defence looked awful against the Jets, but the offence still looked really, really good. So I think this is one of the hardest spreads to look at this week. Yeah. When it's this close, I always, in my head, I feel like I'm just picking the winner. And the winner yeah. of a divisional game that, Two two good teams. Yeah, this is a really difficult one for me. Um, Kareem Hunt still out, right? And Chubb, yeah, was, Chubb wasn't great last week, was he? Uh, against the Steelers, he wasn't up to his normal kind of average yardage on the ground. It was at 3.8 and he only got 61 yards. And he didn't really give Dearness Johnson much of the ball last week. It was the previous week on the Thursday night. He played beast, wasn't he? Yeah, he played really well. So I'm surprised that they didn't kind of use the tandem. But, yeah, this is a real tough game. I think I like the Browns, you know, in this game. I think the Browns... Yeah, Browns plus two and a half. Yeah, I think I, I really do. I think I just kind of like the Browns to win this game and lock it up. Mate, this division is so tight now. It's it's going to be a great race, I think. I, I, I'm not sure whether the Ravens are quite the elite team to pull away, sort of thing. So yeah, must win for, for the Browns and the Bengals. Well, more than much win for the Browns, isn't it? I think just because of the record at the moment. Yeah, they wouldn't want to go to a losing side, would they? They'd be four and five if they lost this. But yeah, it's real strange about Odell Beckham. But it is strange. I hope he's a uh, release so he can become a chief, and that'd be beautiful. I mean, sure, I, I, I'd be shocked if he's not released. Actually, the way it's going. But, yeah. yeah, if you can't get a trade, then you tell someone not to report. We can do pay them to stay at home. I don't think that's no. That's no. not going to go down well with agents across the league if you're forcing a client. To yeah, stay at home. exactly. A, a high-profile client as well. So. Yeah, I think they're just trying to uh, probably agree on how much money they actually do give him. Maybe see if he'll take a bit of a discount to leave. Which. I think he's made a lot of money, but he, he may try and say, no, you've got to pay me at all. But, yeah, we'll see. In terms of this weekend, they just don't throw the ball enough for Odell for it to matter. <laughs> There's that video going around from his dad about how open he is. Uh, was absolutely incredible. So, I, I do think that the offence will pretty much look the same. Not quite as good with Hunt missing, but I think it'll look very similar to last week. But uh, the problem is, last week against a good defence, it wasn't quite good enough. So, they'd hope against a slightly worse defence in the Bengals, they can put some more points up. Um, but... 
I don't want to just go same as you with my seven-point lead. So I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go Bengals minus two and a half. I love Joe Burrow, as everyone knows uh, who listens. So I'm going to support Burrow and uh, uh, watch the game on Scott. Actually, no, I'm at a wedding. So I'm going to record the game, watch when I get home, and hope that Joe Burrow uh, won me the bet. So I'm going to go Bengals minus two and a half. Nice. Opposite offences here with a heavy run play action game versus a heavy down the field passing game. So we'll see, see how that looks. Uh, next game includes the other team in the division. And then we've got Vikings at Ravens. Ravens are favoured by five and a half points at home. Uh, obviously coming off their bye week as well. What are your thoughts on that spread? Does that sound about what you thought it was? or, or not? Yeah, I would say so, yes, just given the records. And it's not gone to a full touchdown, as I think that's more kind of respect to the Vikings that they are. They are still pretty... <laughs> I mean, in your head, they're still undefeated, aren't they? But... <laughs> yeah, they're my Raiders for you. Even <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. You <laughs> yeah, it's just such a disappointing performance from them last week against uh, a great NFC team, but who had their backup QB and looking to bounce back this week. I, I, like, I really like this game. I think this is a really good game, actually. I wouldn't have been disappointed to see this on Sky. Obviously, you're not going to pick this over a divisional matchup, but I like the matchup as a whole. Five and a half. I think I'm going to take the Ravens, you know. I think the... I don't know what it is about the, that performance that the Vikings put up at home against the Cowboys has not instilled me with uh, a lot of confidence in them. I do like the Ravens. Coming off the bye, right? The Ravens. So Yeah, sure. exactly, yeah. Good um, coach as well. Coming off a bye, yeah, that always yeah. helps. And also, the Ravens got absolutely whipped last time, didn't they, out? So you'd like to think that they spent two weeks trying to correct some errors. So, no, I like the Ravens in this game. Yeah, Sammy Watkins finally looked to be back as well, um, which hasn't happened since week one, I don't think. So uh, they definitely missed an extra weapon, so that, that should help. The line on this game, by the way, total-wise, is 50.5. That does seem like an underplay of these defences, because the Vikings at the moment are like sixth in DVOA on defence. They've actually been really good, but... Kirk Cousins has uh, maybe let the side down a little bit in the last couple of weeks. But, of course, I'm going to take the Vikings plus five and a half. That's just <laughs> the way the podcast goes. I think I've bet on the Vikings every week but one. Probably lost on every week as well, unfortunately. But, yeah, I'm going to go Vikings plus five and a half. could see the Ravens winning, but I'll take the points and hope that the Vikings could just lose by a field goal if they have to. I think the passing offense is still can still be very, very good, and hopefully Dalvin Cook can... Uh, get some yards on the ground. So I'll go I'll go with my Vikings, as I seem to do every week. Nice. I'll tell you what, though, I, I, I wouldn't be out of this world shocked if the Vikings went into Baltimore and won this game as well. No, they need to. Their schedule's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I know we keep going on about the race for seven, how interesting it is, but at a certain point, they're going to be left behind, aren't they, with these teams, if they keep improving across the NFC. So I do yeah, think they course, need to. Yeah. They, 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 it's easy to say they need to win every game, isn't it? But I just think at the moment, after the last couple of weeks, the Vikings need a good performance this weekend. So we'll see. I think Lamar could cause some problems, though, for the defence. But uh, I think it could could be a good game for the Vikings. We'll see. Uh, next game, then. This line did actually surprise me. So we've got the Pats at the Panthers. Patriots are favoured on the road by three and a half points. Ooh. So over that field goal, I thought it might be three to, to two and a half. But uh, I listened to a few podcasts this week. Uh, two of them have the Pats of the number four or number five team in the whole of the AFC in terms of defence, offence and special teams. So people in America are pretty high on the Pats now. How high are you? you, you think really? A good line? I'm yeah, not are, yeah. yeah, people are very high on them. And the Athletic podcast, you know, that you listen to as well, May's had them 
I think number five and uh, the other guy had them number four in the whole of the AFC. Uh, and then another podcast I listened to had them third in the AFC. In the really? So, My yeah. God. <laughs> People well, are pretty high on how, that, that. And how good Mac Jones looks. So. But yeah. this week, I think it's more about how bad the Panthers are, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. I mean, Panthers coming off a big divisional win, aren't they? Where the oh, Falcons were pretty bad. <laughs> they were bad. I mean, Donald's line, if you look at it now, it looked, it sounds just absolutely abysmal. 13 of 24 for 129. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He basically did nothing. All and he might not play this week either, right? I read. Yeah, yeah, saw that. So, it's uh, Christian McCaffrey back in practice, isn't he? Yeah, so McCaffrey could play and PJ Walker could be the uh, could be the quarterback. They are, they have said that Donald might might go. It's not confirmed yet, but yeah. he was out of practice yesterday. Uh, but McCaffrey was limited yesterday and limited today. So he did practice, not fully, but he did. So it looks like he might play. But it could be a different quarterback. But I kind of wonder how bad Donald's been the last four weeks. How much does it matter? As bad as it sounds, that there's a different quarterback. <laughs> I'm trying to think, to be honest, looking back over the previous weeks of the season, except when the Patriots have played the Jets, I'm not sure that they've been favoured at all. Uh, maybe first week against the Dolphins. No, no, they wouldn't be favoured against the Dolphins, would they? No, no. Well, not Dolphins even. were good back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't. I've just looked back at our list. They haven't. Only the Jets all season till today. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Patriots just because of the unsurety of the quarterback position for Carolina. I do expect this to be an incredibly close game and that that over-the-field goal scares me a little bit. But Patriots yeah. got a big, big win last week in LA against the Chargers. And I infinitely think the Chargers are a better football team than Carolina. So if they can carry that over... Should be able to cover that there and win the game. I'm going to take the Patriots. Well, they're definitely not the third best team in the AFC. Can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going the same. I'm going Patriots as well. Uh, I think they're just they're too good. I think for this team. I think either way, like you said, there's been a couple. I think there's been twice now, isn't it, this season that PJ Walker's come in for a set of snaps, uh, and it's not like he's looked any better in the snaps he's played. So I don't think that helps them if he does play. If Darnold plays. Bill Belichick has absolutely killed Sam Darnold in division previously with the, the Pats Jets matchup. I know a lot of that is to do with Gase and the Jets, but I still think he knows how to get the best of uh, a defense against him. So I think either way, the Pats will be good. I think they'll probably score some points on defense potentially. So I'm going to go Pats minus three and a half as well. You're like Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, to <laughs> pop up and have a nice little game this week against the Patriots. That'd be interesting. Pick six versus Matt Jones. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I like Gilmore. That'd be bad for our minus three and a half. Though. <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. Uh, next game, then. This is uh, biggest spread so far from the Sunday games. We've got Broncos at the Cowboys. Cowboys are favoured by nine and a half points. I did think this would be a little bit more than that. Uh, Broncos obviously just traded Von Miller. I know we haven't spoken about that yet, but traded him to the Rams. So maybe we'll talk about that when we get to the Rams. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a spread that I thought would be more like 11 and a half, 12, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing by that spread that we're thinking that Dak's all good and he's going to play. Yeah, yeah. I am back in Cooper Rush at minus nine and a half, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Planet, yeah, I'm just reading it on Sports Illustrated. Plan is to practice and play. Yeah. For, for me, that's a, 
kind of an easy one. I'd expect the Cowboys kind of high-powered offense to pile up the points at home and and what we th- what we've thought of the Broncos' offense all season with Teddy is they're steady, aren't they? But they're not going to keep up at all with a kind of a high-powered offense. So. Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, take, I'd take the Cowboys in the spread in that one, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'd take Cowboys minus nine and a half as well. Slightly surprised that uh, the Saints didn't call the Broncos for Teddy after Jason, Jason, after uh, Jameis's injury last week. But but they haven't. Uh, they only traded traded Ron. They didn't trade anyone else. There's a lot of rumours about Noah Fant. There's a lot of rumours about Melvin Gordon, but they didn't do that. Uh, but I still think the Cowboys are just going to be too good. If Dak doesn't play, I'd be really, really worried about this number, but I think Dak's going to play, like you said, so I'm going to go Cowboys minus nine and a half as well. Uh, next one then, another pretty big spread. So we've got Bills at Jags. The Bills at the fight in Urban Myers. Uh, Bills minus 14 and a half is the spread. This was 16 and a half, but it's been backed down to 14 and a half. So that means people have backed the Jags, which I find quite funny. Uh, what do you think about this? Any chance that Trevor Lawrence will score enough points? Because he looked pretty bad last week. Oh, mate, there's absolutely no way, even if I thought it was going to be a Lawrence masterclass after me back in the Jags last week, <laughs> that I'm even going to think about <laughs> doing that this week. There's no way. Oh, get, oh, mate, games like this should just be shoveled on Thursday night because <laughs> this has got absolutely no interest for anyone across the board, has it? This is, like, great for the Bills because they're just going to add on Another one probably end up what where do they sit at the moment? They're gonna be back to the kind of either one or two then in the AFC. It's a lovely kind of game for them really, and it just to go one better record in the conference. It's yeah, it's a stinker of a game overall. I just when it gets to this kind of level in the season and you'd see games like this. I, I don't know. I think when it hits like, you know, week nine, week ten, it always like feels like Pretty much nearly every game matters. And I feel like yeah. this is the one. This game does not matter. There's no way with how bad the Jags are that they can even contemplate keeping up or pulling an upset on Buffalo. I just don't think this is going to be close at all. So I'm going to have to take the Bills and the points with this one. Yeah, I'm going to reluctantly do the same. Uh, I did say it was 14 this morning. It's gone back up to four and a half. I was tempted at 14 to take the Jags. But I just think I can back up Meyer at any point in the moment. So I'm going to go Bills minus four and a half as well. Uh, and just hope that Trevor Lawrence doesn't score a touchdown on the first drive because then they got to score 21 points basically on hands, but haven't they after that? So We shall see. But yeah, I'm not going to back the Jags. Uh, they haven't earned my trust after how many times I've seen you back them and lose each <laughs> week. Um, cool, let's go on to the next one. Then we've got three left of the early slate. So we've got the next one is the, the famous game that you were talking about earlier. Texans at Dolphins. Dolphins, Ooh, obviously. Yeah. Dolphins at home. Uh, do you want to guess the spread? Oh, come on, let me guess the spread. I'm going to go Dolphins 2.5. It is Dolphins 5.5. No, it's not. Yeah, it was Dolphins 7.5 until the news came out today that Tyrod is now the starter again. Uh, and the line swapped back down to 5.5. But oh, well, I'm not, for I'm me, how, how can anyone back the Dolphins minus anything at the moment? Unless it's maybe two, two and a half at best. I can't believe that. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely blown my mind. I was going to go 1.5. This feels just <laughs> like... <laughs> that's I mean, why I asked you, because I knew you would say 
Yeah, yeah. Five or two. This honestly just feels like a pick em game. So do you think with Tyrod Taylor, the Texans' offense could really score points that make it difficult for for Tua and this O line to keep up? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really do. Yeah, because the to me the Texans have actually shown more life than the Dolphins. I've got to be honest with you. Like recently, especially. I mean, they've had a couple of stinkers, the Texans, which you'd imagine, but they, they played the Patriots pretty close and probably should have won that game. So, yeah. you know, they piled it on at the end against the Rams last week, but I know that was in garbage time. But, oh, mate, I can't I can't take the Dolphins as five-and-a-half-point favourites. They just look <laughs> so bad. They, they just don't look a good franchise from top to bottom. I'm sure they'll be looking at this and thinking this is kind of a... A great game for uh, Chua to kind of get more kind of in a groove and maybe maybe try and push the ball a little bit more and not kind of just play it safe so much. And but oh, mate, I, I have to take the Texans in this. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a pools league where each week the prize is a hundred quid and the yearly prize is a thousand. <laughs> and basically, uh, they only use the lines when they first come out. So I've got the Texans plus seven and a half, and you have to like pick which one is your lock of the week and earn to an extra point. And I went with Tyrod plus seven and a half. So I think it's too too easy. So I'm not going to change that here. I'm going to go Texans plus five and a half, same as you. Um, I, there's a chance if the Dolphins start pretty fast that the Texans could fold. That wouldn't shock me. But I think if Tyrod starts the game well and doesn't re-injure that hamstring, which could happen, I think if he doesn't re-injure it and he plays the full game, I fancy them to to cover, and if I'm honest, I'd probably put a bet on them to win the game, because I do think they've shown more than the Dolphins this season. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with you. If I knew that Tyrod Taylor was going to be healthy for the full game, yeah, you got Brandon Cooks there, you know, there's a few, there's a couple of little weapons. How did he not get traded, by the way, Brandon Cooks? Oh, oh, I, that feels unbelievable, doesn't it, with the, with the rebuild that the Texans are in. I mean, it's going to be one of the biggest rebuilds that you've ever seen because yeah. they're going to be real bad next season aren't they you already know that there's nothing that they can pick up that can improve them overnight substantially so yeah that's a interesting one but yeah I think wide receiver QB there are just going to make the difference so yeah I think good what do you reckon uh, let's have a look at the points total on this one as well because can't see the Dolphins I, say, I can't see the Dolphins scoring that many points but it's not like the Texans are very good on the uh, defence. The point total is 46. It's relatively high. Yeah, it's not bad, that is. I can see that. It's kind of like mid-20s. I can see the game hovering kind of around the mid-20s. This is a big game for me, by the way, as a fan with the Eagles obviously hovering at the um, (laughs) third pick at the moment. And, mate, if the Texans win this game, I will be ecstatic. You'll be cheering them on. you get your Tyron jersey. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Cool, we've gone to the next one then. This is a points total of 41.5, so a very, very different game. We have the Falcons at the Saints. Saints are favoured as the home team by 6.5. Wow. Which is quite, quite a lot. Obviously, Jameis is uh, ACL. He's out for the season. Uh, Taysom Hill, apparently, due to come back this week, so he'll probably start. If not, it'll be Simeon, but I imagine it'll be Taysom. 6.5 did seem like a lot, but then I have to really remind myself of how bad the Falcons have been. Almost like one week they play well, and then when they're bad, they're absolutely horrendous. And Sean Payton's definitely had the number over them over the last few years. So I found this one one of the more difficult spreads of the week, I think. Yeah, that's really surprised me. That, that is a big spread. I do, I'm just having a quick look now, and it does look like, um, obviously, Taysom Hill back in practice yesterday, wasn't it? So you'd expect him to start, but... 
Yeah, the, what the offense looks like with Taysom Hill is obviously incredibly different to what it looks like basically with anyone. Yes, basically, yeah. Yes, yeah, Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apart from Derek, uh, his jump passes. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really difficult for me. Yeah, you won't find many points totals that are as low as 41 that have a big point spread as well because that's almost, they're expecting the Falcons to hardly score if they're at that point. And I do think the Falcons can score, obviously. Sad news about Calvin Ridley stepping away from the game for a while um, due to mental health concerns. Uh, so I know we mentioned that last week, but in terms of this game, that makes a difference because I do think without him, I think it's going to obviously be the pitch show, but will they be able to put enough points up on this really good defence? I think... Maybe not. I think they'll be hoping for, for some Taysom Hill turnovers, won't they? That'll be the only way. I think they can get enough points on the board. Yeah, definitely. And you wouldn't imagine that there's going to be kind of much of a passing game at all for the Saints. I mean, I just don't like Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. I mean, as I said the other day, I'd like Simeon to maybe be taking 70% of the snaps because I know they do like Taysom Hill. But do you know what? I'm going to take the Falcons and the points. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking the Saints just because every time I've took the Falcons, it's gone wrong. So why not try and be on the other end of it? But I do think that makes sense. It's a lot. It is a lot of points, bearing in mind they've literally just lost. Do you know what I mean? If any other team lost their quarterback last week to an ACL, the spread would kind of reflect that. That makes me think if Jameis was playing, the spread would be like 10, 10 and a half maybe. But yeah. yeah, that is a lot. So yeah, but I'm going to go Saints and just hope that my boy Taysom runs in two awful Russian TDs where he just has to shrug off six defenders like he tends to do every what, week. But. What I would say is if the Saints have many red zone opportunities, I expect them to pound it in because he is an exceptional red zone weapon, isn't he? When yeah. He's in. yeah, yeah. Helps Kamara as well. Just yeah, yeah, because sure. They have to almost send a man, don't they, just for Hill so they can kind of do that run option quite a lot. But yeah, I'm going to go Saints. Keep it different there. That's our third difference so far. Are you trying to claw back these points? Uh, next one then, Raiders at Giants. Uh, Raiders are favoured on the road by minus three. This was minus five, and pretty much as soon as uh, the terrible news coming out of Vegas to do with Henry Ruggs, uh, a lot of betters obviously must have just gone on the other way because the emotions were also for anyone doesn't know that Henry Ruggs has been cut by the Raiders after being charged with, I think it was driving under the influence, causing a death. Uh, where a 23-year-old girl and her dog was killed in the car by Henry Ruggs hitting them at 156 miles an hour whilst drunk. So, yeah, I, I, I haven't got much to say about him as a person. I think that's one of the worst things you could possibly do on this earth. And uh, I hope he never plays football again. But in terms of their team, I think it also makes a big difference because he had played quite well. Uh, I know Derek Carr's played well all season, hasn't he? But he has relied on Ruggs at times down the field. So I do think it'll make a difference. What, what are your thoughts mentally? Do you reckon the team will still be ready? Because they lost Gruden and they were pretty ready. Which I think this is... I, this is a whole... Yeah, this is obviously incredibly shocking. It must be shocking for, you know, putting aside the um, the human aspect of it and just kind of looking at the, the Raiders for a second. It's like, it must have been incredibly shocking. I mean, can you imagine, yeah. like, one of your workmates, this happening to one of your workmates, and then can you perform at that same level doing whatever job that you do? It's probably not, but... I saw Carr's press conference. I watched um, some videos of it earlier. I just thought he came across just as a absolutely amazing guy, just of yeah, what yeah. just of what he had to say. And I thought that tells me that actually I think that someone like that could get a team ready to play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he's a great leader. I think he, he had a good interview, didn't he, after the Gruden issues, and he had a good interview last year when Darren Waller was doing really well, and they asked him about Darren Waller's drug, obviously because he was a drug addict in the previous life. So um, they asked him about that last year, and he spoke well on both those occasions. I think today he did really well as well. So I think he's just a true leader. Like Whether you love him as a quarterback or not, I think this year he's been top five in the league. Um, but I think as a person, he's a very good leader. So I think there's kind of a strong head on the team there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that leads me to believe that they will be ready to play in New York. Do you know what I mean? I think he's come off with such amazing credit this season. Obviously, two very different, but both serious in different ways, situations. And he's come across amazing, to be honest. So, no, I think they'll be ready to play. And I'm, yeah, what was the line again? I forgot through all of that. Uh, Raiders minus three. Raiders minus three. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Raiders minus three. Um, anyone thoughts to uh, anyone that watched the Chiefs and Giants game? By the way, because the Giants were bad. Yeah, that was you. The Chiefs were bad. The Giants were the Giants, and they're all really bad. So I'm gonna go the Raiders minus three. Yeah, the offense is bad. I'd say the Manning cast with Eli talking about the Giants was fun because you could see he didn't want to criticize them, but every guest coming on was like. Almost criticising Daniel Jones or the offensive line, and Eli was kind of having to bite his tongue. But in the end, he ended up agreeing with them nearly every time because he was just forced to because the offense was just not not great in that game. Um, so I'm going to go Raiders minus three as well. Uh, I'm just going to kind of think that the off-field stuff in terms of football won't matter too much, and I think the Giants can be so bad that Derek Carr could come away with a 350-yard game and a couple of TDs. So I'm going to go Raiders minus three as well. I think. Uh, by the way, anyone listening, if it ends up being a push, we do give ourselves the point because uh, it's our game, so why not? <laughs> uh, let's move over to the late games then. Uh, we've got three. Is it just three? Let me check, actually. Yeah, there is, mate. Yeah, just three. Just three in the late one. Uh, let's go Let's go worst game first. Chargers at Eagles. Oh, so Chiefs Packers first then. <laughs> <laughs> Chargers at Eagles. Uh, obviously, Eagles the home team, but the line is Chargers minus two on the road. Did you Ooh. think that was going to be bigger than two? Because I did. I did, yeah. That's... Yeah, I thought we were minus that three and a half. That surprised me, yeah. That, is, that is literally because the Eagles put 44 on the Lions, isn't it? And without contemplating how bad that the Lions must have been. Yeah, mm. we didn't end up trading Fletcher Cox either, so it's maybe a bit of an emotive... Uh, emotive response there but I thought it was going to be three and a half and three and a half I, I think it's a tough choice to be honest because that field goal if the Eagles play well on offense and a lot of it I don't know you, you watch them every week but a lot of it to me seems like red zone I've watched them so many times where they play well get to the red zone and they'll have like a couple of fourth downs that they lose or a missed field goal or an interception and they lose the game whereas last week they were lethal in the red zones I think a lot of it will come down to how good they are in the red zone in terms of scoring so I think they'll get enough yards on the Chargers yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, kind of between the twenties, as they say, it's kind of it's been it's been okay at times. There've been kind of a lot of three and outs, but it's been okay at kind of moving the ball and getting chunk plays when they've been needed. But like you said, I think the reason just last week was Miles Sanders being out, and they've just kind of brought in a new game plan, which was to run the ball much I mean it was like something I think it was like sixty nine or seventy percent of the plays were run plays and it's just Yeah 
just the complete skew of what it's been the rest of the season. But that has stumped me, that line. <laughs> completely. Yeah, it's a bit different to what I thought. In terms of my pick, I have gone Chargers minus two. It's a slight emotional hedge because if the Eagles win, I'll be buzzing for the Chiefs. And if the Chargers win by three, at least I can celebrate for this uh, for this game. But yeah, I just think the Eagles are last or second last in a lot of defensive metrics. And uh, in terms of PFF, they got the most boring defense in the league. They don't run hardly any stunts. They, they don't play a lot of man. They play a lot of zone coverage, a lot of three safety looks. So I just think Justin Herbert's going to be able to dice them up. So I think minus two, it's fine. If it's minus three and a half, I might have gone the other way, but I think minus two, I'll, I'll go with the favorites and I'll go Chargers. Yeah, I think I, I will go Chargers uh, as well, simply because of what you said there with the Eagles playing a lot of zone and just everything across the middle is feels like honestly watching the game as an Eagles fan it's like so painful it's like everything across the middle is 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 a reception because the linebackers I mean actually I was listening to the athletic the other day and they said that it was they think it's the worst back seven so three linebackers and the four in the secondary that's is the worst back seven in the NFL so I didn't know whether that was a little harsh but it's definitely the worst linebacker room the NFL and that's something I think across the middle that I think the Chargers will exploit. I think the Eagles have put some points up but I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers defence have been pretty bad this season. It's one of the reasons why their record has stalled a little bit uh, and they probably should be leading the division by more and kind of have it almost wrapped up at this stage but their defence has been, uh, been pretty poor but um, yeah I agree that Keenan Allen's probably going to get a lot of receptions down the middle of the field I think isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, next game then. Unfortunately, this was going to be the best game of the slate, but it's not now. Uh, Packers at Eagles. Sorry, Packers at Eagles. Oh, yeah. Packers at Chiefs. Uh, the line was Chiefs minus one and a half before the news of obviously Aaron Rodgers. He's immunised and he's not vaccinated, uh, which is quite hilarious. Immunised. Uh, <laughs> I already had some, um, what was it, <laughs> I had, you know, a quick tangent here, but I once had like a, a crackpot girlfriend that was uh, mad on homeopathy, and she, oh mate, it was. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it's I just I personally think it's an absolute load of crap. So <laughs> his I, fiance I, is the same though, isn't it? She's into that as well. So. Oh, is she? That's yeah, that's that's kind of how it's come about allegedly. Had one of his... taken. He has taken ivermectin, which is. Is uh, is prescribed for COVID, but normally only once you get COVID. <laughs> it's not actually prescribed pre-COVID. And he did ask them to declare him vaccinated because of his uh, immunity from the test, but they were like, "No, you're not vaccinated, so you don't get declared it." Now they're under investigation because he doesn't do his press conferences with the mask on like he's supposed to. Um, but he doesn't do that because he views himself as immunized. So <laughs> I mean, the whole thing's a bit of a nightmare. But what we know is he's definitely out versus the Chiefs. He can't play until the Saturday, which is the day before the Seahawks game next week, but he needs three negative tests uh, and 10 days to be able to do that. So we'll see how that looks. But um, the line wasn't minus one and a half. Do you want to take a guess of what it went up to with uh, the news that Jordan Love is the starter? Uh, six and a half. Seven and a half. So Chiefs are favoured. Seven and a half. Get that little little hook past the, t- past the touchdown, which I think is interesting. Uh, Chiefs obviously hardly covered this season because of uh, how poor they've been. Um, and Devontae Adams, as of half an hour ago, is now off the COVID list, so he will play. Uh, so they're going to have weapons for Jordan Love, but they're going to have someone who's never taken an NFL snap. Uh, has only took like 20 pre-season snaps. 
and wasn't even the backup last season. So I think it's almost kind of unknown to how good or how bad he's going to be. And we all know Steve Spagnuolo is going to blitz him like hell, isn't he? That's going to be the way the defence goes to try and confuse him. Oh, mate, that, that extra point over the touchdown. <laughs> I knew I, I'd get you. I mean, you got you got to kind of, you know, obviously I saw Love Utah State quite a few times on kind of like ESPN player or whatever, but coming in against the Chiefs in your first start is... On the road. Yeah, on the road especially. It's going to be loud, isn't it? It's going to be loud. Yeah, this is kind of... But as far as... If you you kind of take all that away, it's it's not the worst defence to come and play, is it? it, It's uh, Melvin Ingram going to play. Yeah, just traded for Melvin Ingram. He might play. Uh, he said he wants to play and that he's ready to play, so we'll, we'll see see if he does. But if he does play, it'll be Frank Clark and him on the outside, Chris Jones back in the middle. So the defensive line improves. And I know you're a pretty big fan of Nick Bolton as well, who just won AFC Rookie of the Month for, for defence. So, oh, uh, did he? I didn't see that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I think he's a great player, actually. Yeah, Yeah. so the defence is getting better. However, <laughs> uh, Anthony Hitchens is back, who's the old linebacker who can't run. And they've already said straight away that they might start him and then have Nick Bolton coming off the bench. So, Chiefs fans are already up and on. So, I wouldn't trust anything that uh, we hear out from the defence. But I think it's the offence that looks more worrisome against the Giants. Hopefully, that turns around. I think the Packers' defence is pretty good, to be honest. Uh, Linebacker safety call is relatively good. Uh, Corners are very much hit and miss, aren't they, with this team? But I still think the middle of the field could be be difficult for the Chiefs to get. Uh, and I guess the Packers are just going to be relying on throwing the ball to Adams as much as possible and then giving the ball to Aaron Jones 20 times probably against the Chiefs' run defence, I think. Yeah, it kind of makes the Packers' defence, it's the psychology of not having Rodgers, isn't it, on the sideline against a team like the Chiefs. I'd expect AJ Dillon to get a lot yeah. of touches again. Uh, this is the toughest one of the day for me. I still can't. Still can't decide because if it's the regular Chiefs that we're talking about here, and the Chiefs are maybe set at six and two or something, it's a no-brainer. But the Chiefs just taking fanship aside, the Chiefs just don't look like the Chiefs do they at the moment. So it's it's difficult. It's six and a half. I think I know where you'd go with it, but um, yeah. I'll start I've, che- I've chosen. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I've gone. I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go Chiefs minus seven and a half yeah. at home. Uh, I just, I am biased. I probably put the Chiefs every week. That's pretty standard. But I do think a quarterback that's not played before, there's a very high chance of some uh, defensive picks slash points from the Chiefs. And if that happens, it does help the offense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I just think Travis Kelsey's not going to have a game like he did the last couple of weeks ago. I just think he's just going to get right, and he, he is a pretty key cog in how the offense goes. So I'll go Chiefs minus seven and a half. Uh, points total 48 as well, which is mad for having a rookie quarterback. But that's how bad I think the Chiefs' defence is. But I'll go Chiefs minus 7.5. Yeah, I'm reluctantly going to join you on that. Yeah, just because of the thing that you said with the rookie QB, first first ever start. Well, he's not a rookie, is his second year, but it's his first ever start. And yeah, I'm just going to have to go the Chiefs. I'm not completely happy about it, but... Uh, cool, let's go to the next one then. Cardinals at 49ers. Um, spread here is Cardinals are favoured on the road by one and a half. I think the spread would be bigger, but there is a little bit of a worry about Kyler Murray. I know the local press is saying that he's likely to start, but he has been on the injury report all week. 
Uh, and I think if he wasn't on the injury report, I think the spread could be three and a half, to be honest, with how good the Cardinals have looked on offense. They're missing JJ Watt for the whole season. That's going to make a huge difference, but they do score a lot of points. And I don't think we're going to see many Jimmy G games as good as he was last week. I just don't think they come that often. Um, so for me, I'm already initially just leaning Cardinals. I just think the offense is a little bit too good with how the 49ers have looked. But what are your, what are your views on the team? Do you think the 49ers can be that good in offense? Or is last week just because Jimmy G had a bit of an exceptional game? Mm, yeah, I don't think it's uh, sustainable every week. But I do think that they can kind of chip those games in maybe once every three weeks down, going down the line where they're really good on offense. But for me as well, talking about I'd like to know on the DeAndre Hopkins kind of health, because he was obviously played really limited snaps, didn't he, with a bad hamstring last week. Let's pull up the injury report, see what it says. Um, Trent Williams didn't play either. That didn't train either yesterday. Oh, yeah. Absent from practice, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, so we haven't got today's report out, I don't think, have we? But yesterday, no. yesterday you had Hopkins and Murray. Neither of them practiced. Yeah, not, I'm not so worried about Murray. I'd expect, I think I'd expect him to play from what you've seen from like the beat riders or whatever. I'm going to shock you here. I'm going to go 49ers. Yeah, only the Cardinals, I think. Um, yeah. Keep, keep it interesting. We have got a lot of things this week. But if Hopkins and... Or Murray don't play, I'll be very worried about that. But yeah, I'll just lean that their offense is going to be too good. Uh, let's go to the uh, the big games then. Sunday night football, Monday night football. We'll start with Sunday night. We've got Titans at the Rams. Rams are favored by seven points at home. Wow. What are your thoughts on that spread? Is that worse or, or better than you thought? It doesn't surprise me with, obviously, with Derek Henry being out, may, maybe for the season. So, def- but yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. Adrian Peterson, obviously, coming in to replace him as well. <laughs> yeah, he is. Isn't he? All days back. So I've been picking up the Titans backup running back in every single league. <laughs> what, McNichols? Yeah, McNichols. I pretty much got him in every league as well, which I'm quite pleased about. But yeah, it's yeah, a Von, top... Von, I don't know if Von Miller is going to play. Have you seen anything about if Miller will actually play or not? I'm not sure. I was I was presuming that he would play this week. Yeah, if he does, I think that does make a difference. Um, what's your 22nd view on that trade then? Obviously giving away a two and a three. It's basically just a win-now move. Do you like it for both teams or you think that the Rams got fleeced? <laughs> right, I love, it for the, I love it for the Broncos because he's out of contract, isn't he, this summer? Yeah, he is, yeah. So I really, really do like it for the Broncos. Yeah, all right. I, I kind of like it for the Rams because it's just the way that they're kind of dealing. I think they've got one pick at the moment, haven't they, for the next year's draft? But they're going to get a couple of comps. So, I don't know. Is he going to sign on again in LA? It's In in regular terms, a two and a three is a lot to give up, isn't it? But it's not really how they view it. They kind of view it as kind of like a, a cash kind of transaction, isn't it? Where they'd rather yeah. just get you know, known quantities of, they know what they're going to get with Von Miller, whereas they're not interested in kind of building up kind of the young, unknown youth, are they? So I kind of like it for both. But for me, the Rams have to go and win <laughs> now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Especially with Miller. He might re-sign, but obviously, yeah, like you said, it is a bit of a rental. 
That's why the Broncos are paying seven million of the, the cash, aren't they? Just to basically make the trade happen so they can get the two and the three. Yeah, that um, mean that's that's great for them, isn't it? Yeah, it does show that they're kind of giving up now without the quarterback, which we did say at the start of the year they should really just focus on getting that quarterback, but they obviously didn't do it. Um, I think if he plays, it makes a difference because the Titans' offensive line is not great. Uh, and I do think when you've got Floyd, uh, Joseph Day, Donald and Von Miller all rushing uh, at the same time against the party, I do think they're going to cause a little bit of havoc. Uh, I'll be interested to see the Titans' run game. I, I do think their pass game is underrated. Um, I know Henry will be a miss, but I am of the school that running backs can be replaced to a point. So if you can get 65% of that from the others, maybe you can pass the ball a little bit more and have a bit of success. But uh, Hudo Jones injured as well last week. He did practice partly yesterday, so I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. So I do think it's tough. But I think when you've got the what, second best team in the AFC by record, plus seven, I just... I'm high on the Rams. I'm going to lean the, the Titans plus seven, just take the points. I think the Rams will probably win, but uh, I'm going to take Titans plus seven and kind of just hope that AJ Brown can can do enough on offense with, with Tannehill. Nice. I mean, he was absolutely out of this world last week, wasn't he, against the Colts? I think he was like yeah. over 50 yards receiving. Yeah. He's good I, against the Chiefs as well, actually, the week before. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm, I'm going to join you on that. Um, Simply because I just don't, you know, this what are these six and two of the Titans? There is a reason. I know they've got Derrick Henry, but like you said, yardage and threat, it can be replaced somewhat. You can't replace, kind of, you could probably say he's the best running back and he's the most important running back, but you can replace the yards somewhere down the line. So, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'll go with you. I'll go plus, plus with the Titans there. But not, by the way, it's nice to see the Rams in a competitive game after the playing <laughs> the Lions and Texans the last couple of weeks. You can get back to evaluating the Rams now, can't we, ahead of the playoffs? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. See how good the defence is as well with those pass rushes. Uh, next, uh, Monday Night Football, last one on the slate. Bears at Steelers. Steelers are favoured at home by six and a half points, which is a lot. It's a lot, but Fields have struggled against some uh, some good pass rushes this year. What are your thoughts on that spread? Do you think that's about right, or is that a lot for an offence that sometimes does struggle to score? But they did have a big win, obviously, last week as well. For me, uh, I like that. And I'm, uh, as soon as you said it, I knew which way I was going. So <laughs> going? I'm going Steelers, definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I think they could, on the, you know, the fields, on the road, kind of bad O-line against this. I do like the Steelers pass rush and kind of linebacking unit. So I'm going to go Steelers, definitely. I think this game could look ugly. <laughs> you know, there's been some ugly... By the way, I don't know why it is on Monday nights, but there's, there's been some ugly games. Yeah, just for Peyton Manning to have to sit through. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're not doing it this week either, which I find oh, really? funny. Yeah, a little week off when Steelers play, which I shows how good Big Ben is for all the Steelers fans out there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to go same as you. I think they're going to win by like seven to ten points. Uh, I think Najee Harris will get his usual incredible amount of touches. Pat Fryer move looks really good at the tight end position. He looks really good in the red zone, actually. So I just think they're going to have a little bit too much. And I think Fields will have some good throws like he did last week, some really good throws. But I think the defence is also going to absolutely smash the O-line for the Bears. And I think there's going to be some, some bad plays in there as well. So I'll go... I go Steelers minus six and a half as well. And that's the end of the slate. It is the Steelers. I tell you what, win this week with a couple of little losses above them, which could kind of expect to 
looking a good seed all of a sudden. Big Ben. I know. He's back. Uh, Big Ben. He's back. MVP. <laughs> uh, cool. That means this week then we have four differences. So we have, I have the Bengals minus two and a half. You have the Browns plus two and a half. I have the Vikings plus five and a half. You have the Ravens minus five and a half. I have the Saints minus six and a half. You have the Falcons plus six and a half, which is good, definitely going to be the game that you regret next week when you said, did I take the Falcons? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be at quarter past six on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then last of all, the big game in the uh, NFC West, Cardinals minus one and a half for me. And you've gone with the 49ers plus one and a half. So some good games there. We've, we've got a mixture of which one of us is going with the favourite and, and the underdog. So I think that's... Uh, going to be an interesting week you're going to try and beat me by four points to get back in the race aren't you i'm happy to just chip away for the next <laughs> few weeks you know what i mean just keep betting you should just do the opposite for the chiefs every week that's your tactic you're missing out but maybe yeah, you'll clock okay, on. <laughs> maybe you'll clock on for next week we'll see uh, but that's it for today's episode we'll be back next week to talk about everything that happened on sunday uh, remember to go follow us at, at go for two podcast to be the number two go follow patrick at mugs nfl and we will speak to you soon enjoy sunday yeah, I'll speak to you soon, guys.